lovely people. As I said, we have a special announcement for you. Today, my guest is the founder of Black Book Box, which is being released this week. At the beginning of Black History Month in the UK. So I'm excited because this is a dear sister of mine, a baby girl, someone who thinks outside of the box, literally. And this has been a long time coming. The Rona tried to push it back. There's been some logistical, but then do you know what? You can't rush good things like tortoise and the hair. Sometimes it's better. Um, the reason why I'm excited about this product launch is because it's very specific. This year, we've had a lot of talk about POC, BAME, blah, 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 political blackness. But why I'm excited about this is because unapologetically black British. We're not trying to dilute the thing anymore. Um, so, yes, let me introduce Fata. Fata, thank you. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm obviously I'm tired before we um listen when September comes the grind continues, isn't it? So I'm pretty tired before that grind comes. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm okay. I'm all right. Man's out here. She said man's out here, so we're we're, we're just out here. Um so outside of your full time job, you have the black book box launching. So tell us more mm-hmm. about okay so it's something I'm really passionate about if you know me you know that I love books I love to read um sometimes it can be a struggle to actually spend the time but once I get in there I absolutely love it and I've always had this thing about I want to see myself in a book I want to see a black person in the book just living life you know what I mean so um I because I love to read recently I got into fiction books and what I started off reading was a lot of books about um these middle-aged white women they're very mediocre but they fall in love they're doing like average life but somehow there's drama in it and I'm just like how comes there isn't more stories about you know like Okay, black women are amazing, but why can't we be mediocre and just like fall in love and be quirky and like have different adventures? And um, do you know what I mean? Like, why isn't there like black horror books, black um, fantasy books? Why can't we be angels and demons and vampires and (laughs) God forbid, but (laughs) why can't we just have adventures and just be random in books. Why can't we see ourselves in books apart from race and slavery and all of that? I love to be lost in books. And I everyone should have that opportunity to be lost in a different world that doesn't necessarily have to be about struggle um, because white people get to do it all the time. So I just wanted to push and encourage other people to read books read books where they can see themselves in and um, just expand their world, essentially. Mm -hmm. So what made you think about um, doing a subscription-based? Oh, like a bookshop. Mm. 
I think that's a really good question because I think with a monthly box, um, you're not overwhelmed with the amount of choice. So I'm kind of making it easier for you and I'm taking the choice out um, for you. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so you'll get a mystery book by a black author um, and it just gives you a chance just to see what kind of books you like because usually when I speak to people and they're like oh so like you're you're encouraging me to read you know but I don't know where to start and I'm just like okay here's a few recommendations for you um, because there's so many choices out there you're just like uh, oh crap I don't know where to start like mm-hmm. who's the best author to go for um, so I think a book box um kind of makes it easier for you mm-hmm. um, yeah and I, I like I like that it's a mystery as well so you're going yeah. outside of because um some people say oh well I can just go on Amazon but then that's the thing Amazon only show you certain types of books and because mm. of everything that's happened this year they tend to be um books who like obviously kudos to everyone but a lot of them have are around race relations or like anti-racism etc and it is really important as you said that black people um for us to explore fantasy for us to explore like being mediocre for us to explore you know turning into animals if we want like all those different types of books like even young adult fiction which i know you love so like having just quirky and i love that like quirky imperfect black people black yeah. authors um there is <sighs> why black authors mm. because i think in if you look at the publishing industry we are not pushing or promoting black books because or books by black authors because they think that they're not going to sell because they think that black people don't want to read um we don't like if you think about people reading or spending time in the library you wouldn't think of a black person like we're not conditioned to think that black people actually want to read books Mm -hmm. um which is crazy because there are people that absolutely love to read or but because we're spending so much time like there is so much going on in the world with black people like that we it's like we're fighting everything at the same time. Like there isn't time to read, which is a basic um, hobby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. that you can enjoy, mm-hmm. um, take time off to just relax, mm. get into a good book, have a cup of tea, snuggle up, it's warm them. up. Exactly that, um, yeah. But publishing houses are just like, black people don't want to read, so we ain't going to like mm-hmm. publish books. Like... Black authors don't even get great advances compared to their white counterparts. Yeah. Because they're like, do you know what? This book might not sell, so we don't mm-hmm. want to put the risk yeah. of giving you too much money because the book is like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, unless it's a book about race. <laughs> because apparently then, that's what we And then that's the thing, because even like the books about race, apart from why I'm, why I'm no longer talking to, black, to white people about race, mm-hmm. most other books only broke records this year because of the resurgence of Black Lives Matter. But the one thing that I would say is if you want to find out more interesting facts about the publishing world or like how many books are published, 
follow Black Book Books on Twitter because I like when you post those little like random facts. But that's the thing, like year on year, so many mediocre books are published by white people, 100. and then they're 100. saying to the rest of the population, "Oh well, you know, black stories are not relatable." What? Like who told you that? Who told you? And that? it's only so, relatable. Yeah, it's only relatable if gangs or slavery or Windrush generation and I'm not saying that these topics are not important but these are not our lives normally day to day do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna lie sometimes I'm mediocre I just want to go to my work come home and rest why can't I see a book of a woman a black woman who's doing that trying to figure mm-hmm. out life like me mm-hmm. um because it's funny yeah. I remember you said that um you watched Bridget Jones diary I haven't watched that but like the mediocrity of her, but then the way the film was just gassed, like, oh my days. And then um, last year we had Queenie and a lot of people were like, oh, well, is it the Black British Jones, blah, blah, blah. But it was just nice to just have like an imperfect um, character. Black woman. Yeah, some people love Queenie, some people don't, some people have issues with her and I think, because she's not perfect and she keeps making mistakes and we're like, why can't you get mm. your brain? But yeah. um, how many books have you read this year? And this is not by competition or it's just because I know you set yourself. You might have to quickly yeah. screw, screw to your good, good reading. <laughs> don't show me a... No, they, me. Sent, they sent me an email yesterday <laughs> about your oh, reading list. Right, okay. It's so annoying. Um, I love Goodreads. Not gonna lie, I love Goodreads. Um, this year, I set myself the challenge of reading twenty books um, because last year I really flopped on that um, <laughs> on the small number of books I had. So I was like, let me try again. Um, but I've read eleven books so far um, out of twenty. So I'm proud of myself, and I think, yeah, I think I can meet that by the end of the year. I hope I can surpass that. Maybe get to thirty. Mm-hmm. And then I was literally thinking about this like today. I was like, do you know what? Maybe next year I can go for a hundred books. And I was like, do you know what? Let's do it, fam. A hundred books. She's at a hundred. I'm scared. We need a hundred. Like, <laughs> let's Listen. see how that works. Let's see how that works. But, well, the thing um, is, if you if you reach the hundred, you'll definitely be up there with CEO Twitter, boy. Because apparently <laughs> CEOs read 60 books a year, so... Listen, we've all got 24 hours, babes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we've all got cheat, 24 hours. Listen, the cheat code is audiobook. If you're a podcast lover like me, the cheat code is audiobook. I haven't read much this year, you know. I oh, think life has been a lot. Life has been a lot. I don't think audiobooks is reading to be honest I'm not even gonna lie to you so I don't count audiobooks I don't think it's reading <laughs> it's not wow. reading some people are elitist if it's not and the thing is about Saturday if it's not hardback she don't want it do you know I've had to sell for paperbacks still because hardbacks are expensive out here so we're saving coins we have to get the paperback or ebook the kindle shop books for 99p don't kill me do you know how many books <laughs> I'll be spent. <laughs> Listen, guys, during lockdown, the only reason why I knew about these flash sales and these top, you know, penguin classics and all these other stuff going on sale is because sis will be tweeting like, oh my days. And I'm looking at her like, are you going to read them though? 
but that's the thing you're you're building up your library which is great yeah yeah um because i'm definitely trying to take um test out like what kind of books i'm into i definitely know i love fiction um i love the romantic fiction and i'm trying to explore more romance books in the black community if that makes sense because mm-hmm. i haven't seen many so far yet but i'm researching that because i love my rom-com fictions have you read any of the classics by like Sister Soldier and Dem Mandir, Eric Man, Eric Listen, what? Not yet. I need them book recommendations, sis. Let me Listen, Eric Jordan Some of us we shouldn't have been reading um, those books. So before Keisha the Skep came out, <laughs> she's before Keisha. Listen, we the have to talk about that one. We have to talk about that one. Okay, later. so before Keisha the Skep. It was like Eric Jerome Dickey and Sister Soldier, so Coldest Winter Ever, which mm-hmm. um, when I was in secondary school, so that must have been like 2004-ish, like people would pass around their copy of the book and it's a purple book. I can't even remember for the life of me. It was just some hood rat stuff. It was just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Eric Jerome Dickey at the time was like proper explicit, but probably if we read it now, it would be like, we're the only fans this generation is... and like what? So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um Keisha the Skep, tell me, tell me what you think what you were gonna say. Bruh, Keisha the Skep. I think if that was made into a book, that would have been like a British, black British staple because that I feel like it introduced a lot of people into like um it was kind of reading. You know what? Like it was, it was a novel. It was a novel, essentially. The thing is, I it never a- read it. I never read it. So how did it come around? No. So how did it come about? So there was a time. <laughs> this is unlocking memories. Do you remember Bebo? Yeah. There was a time on Bebo when everyone was like writing stories, or it would have been passed through like a notes. Okay, before we had notes app on like BBM. People yeah. were like send it through like Bluetooth and <laughs> to each oh, other. Oh, so people were sending it like on um what is it, MSN Messenger? Yeah, sometimes, but okay. it was mostly on like Bebo. There was pages specifically to like for like short stories, books. I remember I wrote something on Bebo. Like I had a whole page dedicated to my story. I wish I could find it. It's gone. Because I remember um, like um that like there was like B2K fan pages and stuff where people write like fan fiction. So it was around yeah, like that. Bebo, okay, cool. Fiction was a big thing back then as well. So what like, was Keisha the Skit about? Right, it was a mad, it was a madness. <laughs> what wasn't it? The question is what wasn't it about? Because there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, I think it basically was about a young girl just going around, sleeping around, like encountering gangs and mm. um, a lot of horrific, horrific things happened to her, but yeah. it was entertaining. We love the mess, isn't it? We love mess. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I love you mess. Live for the I thing love is, mess. The thing is, um, so for those of you who don't know what the words get me is basically like what? A whore. Well, a whore, yeah, like a promiscuous yeah, girl. A promiscuous girl, um, somebody who's, you know, enjoying her work. So it's yeah. just and yeah. back then that wasn't acceptable. No, like no. it was 
looked down upon. So yeah, if you got called a skit and if he was like calling you a skit, like basically you would have to move postcode. It was a bit radical. <laughs> That's if you could move postcode. Leave London. Yeah. Leave London because yeah. it will go around to all the schools. That's the thing. And the thing is kids are cool. So mm-hmm. like kids will shout out on the bus, oh but she's a skit, allow it. Sorry, Southwest London is memories. <laughs> someone, someone will happy slap you, bruv, and film it, and then everyone will send it on BBM. Like, it's mad. So you have to be careful. <laughs> people sharing, because um, I didn't get a Blackberry to rouse in uni. That makes sense. Um, so, people, so people are sharing happy slaps on BBM. Oh my yeah, God. Everything was being shared on there. Mine got stolen. Yeah, because you guys had BBM in secondary school. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah, mine got stolen there. I was crying to my mom that day, boy. We had GCSE mocks. Someone went into my bag, stole my BB. Can you imagine? Where are you going right now, guys? I know who it is now. I know who it is now. How did you find out? Someone told me. These are my confessions. (laughs) I thought the person confessed. The person hasn't confessed? What? The thing's gone, man. What am I supposed to do? We move, we move. <laughs> Ten years later, look at her now launching her own subscription box. So it doesn't matter. Take the BBM. Listen, I hope you've prospered in life. But back to the book box. Um, shit, I forgot. It'll <laughs> <sighs> come back to me. Um. Okay, so why British? Oh, that's it. So, what's, in your opinion, the best book you've read this year? Okay, so the best, the best book I've read hasn't actually been by a black author yet. Okay, that's fine. So, what's okay, the best? So- what's, that's fine. I think the best book that I really enjoyed was The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. I really loved that book because it was like my first proper like rom-com book. And it was about a middle-aged white... Is she middle-aged? Yeah. Mm, late 20s, quirky white woman. I will slap if you say late 20s, early 30s is middle-aged. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, yikes. <laughs> Triggered some people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I said no, not middle age, not middle age, not middle age. Oh my God. I knew, do you know, I knew, I knew you were going to be like mid 30s or early 30s. I said, I'm watching you through this screen here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a flat share. So um, the. The flat share. So basically, you've got a woman. She's just broken up with a boyfriend. She's in London. She's um, now she was living with a boyfriend. Now she has to move out um, because it's a bit awkward. He's bringing his new woman around. He's engaged. Red says her, so she has to move. Um, and then she finds a flat that is owned by another guy who has a girlfriend as well. But what? the conditions of it is that they share the flat so it's a one bedroom um he has the flat at night and she has it 
No, he has it during the day. She has it in the evenings and weekends because at the weekend he'll be at his girlfriend and during the day he's at work. No, she's at work during the day. Yeah. Um, so they kind of share that same apartment, but they never meet each other. But the way they communicate with each other is through post-it notes. They even post-it notes throughout the house. So they'll see it each day. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I read it in like a couple of days. It was such a great book. But I think one book that is that I'm currently reading now that will match that is The Colour Purple, which is a classic book. Um, we've heard about it, but not many of people have actually read it. Um, and I was like, do you know what? Let me give it a chance. And I'm really enjoying it so far. Absolutely enjoying it. Um, so The Colour Purple by Alice Walker. And once I'm done, I'm going to watch the movie and see if it's accurate and <laughs> see that if the character... That was going to be my next question. Um, I haven't read Colour Purple, or maybe if I read it, I was too young to remember. But yeah, mm. I haven't read it. My brother's read it. He really enjoyed it. I think he read it during GCSEs. Mm. A-level, like, English lit. So he had to compare it to um, Streetcar for Desire. But I've mm-hmm. read Streetcar is actually a play but what's the what's the worst book you've read this year ah the worst book okay now i have to go from a goodreads um because you know you'd be dropping them reviews because some books are not even the worst book this kind of peak because i feel bad because authors have put in like their heart and soul into their books for someone to just come and say like your book is shit um the worst book ordinary people period ordinary people by diana evans i'm sorry babes i did not enjoy the book i didn't enjoy it i tried to be nice in my review but i I didn't enjoy it I knew you were going to say that book. That was not even a trick question. And so basically, Sata bought me, gifted me two books at the end of last year when I moved. Um, and Ordinary People, one of them. And I, I started getting into it because I was like, oh my gosh. But then it was quite triggering for me because I could see the characters. I, I know people who live that kind of life because even in the book. Yeah. What is the book about? So the book is about, is it three couples or two couples? Two couples. Two couples. So one of them um, have, so both of them have kids. They're both, they're not even inter, well, one of them is interracial. So the one who, li- those who live in Surrey, the black guy, the white woman, he mm-hmm. is unhappy with his life. They have two kids. Is it one or two? I can't remember. I think it's two kids. They have two kids. Yeah, but she's a stay-at-home mom, and then he has to make the trek from Surrey to London for his job, but then he wants a new job. And then I think, is it her dad who annoys him? Anyway, yeah, yeah it's her dad. And then, but he has a complicated relationship with his father. Thing. Yeah. And then the other couple, they're both biracial, mm-hmm. like half black, half something else, both of them. They have... One kid? Two kids. They have two kids as well. She's a stay-at-home mom, but she wanted to go into like fashion, 
for your like writing. He's working in central London. Um, so there's a part of the book where he's actually listening to John Legend's album, mm. the name of the book. Um, and it's kind of set around that 2008 post the Barack Obama election time. And mm. then, like, um, so basically, it's, it's basically both mediocre relationships where um, you've just got unhappy people. It's funny because the couple who live in London, not too far from where I live now, actually, they live in Crystal Palace in the book. Um, they're having like sexual issues, so like sex is shit. Um, but he starts having an affair. And then I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm giving so many spoilers, but whatever. But I, <laughs> I didn't finish the book. And I remember I kept messaging Sata and I'm like, I don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to be that person who starts and don't finish it. And then Sata was like, yeah, but you know, book reader, YouTube say it's okay if you don't finish a book. Like, did it? And I was like, what? What? What are you talking about? So I think now that I've spoken about it, I might finish it just to find out the tea because it was hard for me to read. Like, the way that I got all in my feelings when Sata said middle aged is <laughs> because some of the references they were making, I got them. But then also, a part of me, Anyways, the name of the podcast is Pettiness and Politics. So me on a penny note, I remember I was saying to Sasha, I was like, I don't mean to be like that person, but I know some people who are married and this will be their story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be shady, but if they're not careful, this will be their story because it's just like, it's routine, it's mundane. It's just like, guys, why are you in this relationship and you lost the and then mm. so the couple who live in London they're together kind of because they, they're not married and I don't even know if she wants him to propose anymore um and then there's like they've got mice and she's just pissed because it's just all this type of stuff um mm. and then he's like late home from, it's just like stuff where it's like she's not she didn't want to be a house mom she wanted to be a house mom. She doesn't even like the house that they bought. Um, I think the ones in Surrey, their pe- her parents gave them deposit or something to buy the house. So it's just it's just all very like mixed up, box up. Um, but I feel like I like the book now that I've kind of spoken about it. What? <laughs> because like what you're saying about mediocre mess, and it's just like it's it's one of those films where. If we had a biracial or dual heritage, um, what's his name? Hugh, what's his face from Notting Hill and them man there? He he would be one of the actors. Yeah, Hugh Grant. It's one of them quintessential. I feel like the book is quintessentially British. Um, yeah, if British is boring, then definitely. <laughs> um, would you but... put it in the same category as like Auntie Zadie Smith? Don't even start with that woman. <laughs> Don't even start. Don't even start with that woman. I swear to God. I think she's made me, she's actually made, I think she's actually made me hate short story books. So books that have loads of different stories in them, I feel like I can't read it because she's traumatized me. Like, I can't. So what's the, I name, can't. Of her, what's the name of her short story collection? 
It's called Grand Union. So it came out last year. Me and a friend, we went to... Um, so she did an, like an interview sort of thing, an interview format with Diana Evans. So that's where I got Ordinary People and that's where I got Grand Union. So she was really, she's really intelligent. She's really um, eloquent, articulate, amazing woman. Um, so I was like, okay, let me give her book a try. I, I was struggling to read that book. I was struggling to read it. I it's short stories. So can you imagine you go from one story to the next and it's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But for me, I like to firm books. I'm like, as Aisha was saying, to DNF a book. So do not finish a book. You feel guilty because you're like, oh, I've like invested all this time. And obviously book two, you're like, do you know what? It's calm. It's okay. Like, and I was like, what kind of freedom is this? Free from bondage of reading a book. But for me, I still feel like I have to give the author a chance because I'm like, do you know, if the first 50 pages wasn't good, people say you can put the book down. But I'm like, no, do you know what? It might get better. It might get better. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. I finished the book. I said, what a waste of my time. <laughs> I should have stopped there. Um, but that's the thing, because it's like, if you haven't if you haven't set the characters up, but we've had this conversation about authors like Zadie Smith, is like their audience is quite specific. And yeah. you have to have your Wikipedia or your Google or your search engine next to you because the references, mm-hmm. like, and the reason why I was surprised you said that about Zadie Smith because the first book I read by her was called White Teeth. And I remember I really enjoyed it. I think I read it in like six form times. Um, but now, the difference between when I used to read in six form and now is because I'm more aware. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, but you've made that sound a bit nicer than it is. Or with Zadie Smith, sometimes I'm just like, sis, you're not actually writing for black folks. You know, you've just thrown some, you know, racially ambiguous characters in here for a little bit of seasoning. But I think I'm going to finish Ordinary People. Okay, good luck. But I am going to give Zadie Smith another try because I do have, like her nw book so i said okay maybe short stories are not for me i'll give her another chance Mm -hmm. but maybe ordinary people um maybe try restarting the book again no the thing is that i got a decent way through ordinary people another book by um, zadie smith but zadie smith her book swing time i remember (laughs) (laughs) i remember i think it was two years ago and i was putting on Insta story and um, somebody was DMing me like, are you struggling with this book like me? I'm like, listen. I struggled with that as well. I struggled with that book as well. And I'm so close to the end. I think I've only got like 60 pages left. It's somewhere, I think it's in my parents' house. I need to finish that book. I think I just needed to pause because it, it's- For two years. What? Pause for two years. No, no, no. So I think I read it. I started reading like two years ago. But I haven't picked it up. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know when you're bored out of your mind and you're like, let me try. Let me try to do like four or, five, four or five pages. And then I get into it. I get used to the like boringness. And as soon as I put it down, that's it. It's a wrap. Yikes. But the thing is with Zadie, I feel as though some people, she's got a loyal following. So some people might just read it and just put it on their bookshelf. Not, no, they might yeah. just buy it and put it in their bookshelf. Yeah. 
especially yeah. if it's part of these like WH Smith or like Tesco, like book bundles, like bruh. Yeah. Um, because she releases like books and essays like quite often. Mm. So you're right. I think she does have a loyal fo- following because otherwise they wouldn't let her release books. <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of like, and I think for some people, especially if they don't live in the UK, reading Zadie is kind of like their entry point into thinking about what British life must be like as a non-white person. But it's not. It's not accurate. I don't think it's fairly accurate because to be honest, she doesn't really she doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> so um, it's based on memory. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it is fiction. She can make it up if she wants. It's, it doesn't yeah. have to be Brit, real British, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, Zadie's, a lot of Zadie's writing is kind of like late 70s, early 80s, growing up as a biracial or black kind of, and then she mm-hmm. tries to build out characters that way. So yeah, it is a bit of a struggle. And a lot of her writing is set in like North, North and Northwest London, which is a totally different like country from Southwest or Southeast. <laughs> So maybe that's why we struggle. So maybe I might mm-hmm. have to find someone who lives in the north. Um, not even north of the country, just north of the city. But before I let you go, um, what do you think about books being turned into films? I think it's great as long as they try to stay as true to the book as possible. But um, I think, no, actually they can allow a, a bit of creative freedom, do you know what I mean, um, from the director. Um, but as long as they let the author have some sort of an input as well, that makes it a bit better because some people, um, obviously when you read the book, you have this, um, like the author has set up this world for you that you've imagined. And then I think it'll be the biggest betrayal if the director's like, no, I'm going to do it my way without consulting the author. So I think it's, Great, because um, Noughts and Crosses on BBC, Mallory Blackman had input into what happened and it came out fantastic, even though personally I haven't finished watching it, but it's really good and it's kind of close to the book, Um, which again, Noughts and Crosses is like a black British staple. Like, I feel like everyone's read it. So that was really good. and then I heard some, there's some exciting books coming out in being turned to movies, but obviously COVID-19. So maybe in the next few years, we'll see more yeah. black books being turned into movies as well, not just Harry Potter. Well, I'm not even going to talk about that book because, or that series, because <laughs> from when some of the characters, if you read back on it, some of the characters are actually supposed to be black, but then Hollywood did their thing. So, um... Yeah, and Auntie J.K. Rowling has been problematic in the last year. So, the Black Book Box is the monthly subscription box that brings Black literature to your front door, launching in October. So, where can people find you? You can find me on... Instagram, the Black Book Box, that's mostly where you will find updates on there. Um, so the website will go live in a couple of days, um, but I think when this comes out, it will be launched anyway. And the first book 
box comes out in October. You can also find me on Twitter, um, the Black Book Box as well. Um, but mostly find me on Instagram. And then the website is blackbookbox.co.uk. Gang, gang. Oh, and a question. Do you ship internationally? Um, we will. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, we will. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And um, you're welcome. And yeah, guys, I'll leave all of the notes in the show notes. Um, so the link to the website, the Instagram, the Twitter. And yeah, can you make sure that you tag us with your purchase? So tag Black Book Box on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you can gift the box as well. Yes. But, yeah. Um, also, we are looking for Black creatives as well. So if we... Black Book Box is also dedicated to supporting Black businesses as well. So if you have sort any sort of... Um, you make art, um, stationery small gifts please get in contact with us we'd love to put you in our box um and support your business and watch that grow as well if you are a poet please please i beg message us as well we'd love to put your poetry in our box as well um because we also want to promote black poets as well stories don't just have to be told in a novel form um it can be spoken word um poetry we just want black stories to be told and shared and enjoyed um and black art to be enjoyed as well um so yeah just dm us or you can email at hi at blackbookbox.co.uk and we will get back to you um yeah we want to see black art enjoyed so yeah come on that's the motherfucking model um so yeah Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.